everyone. I'm Reverend Carla. Welcome to Spirituality Matters, and this is episode one. So let's settle in to find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, now let's get started. Uh, This episode is called Leaving Church, Finding God. Now, since this podcast may be new to you, you might not know that I post a blog each week and I always choose a teaching theme. And then I teach on that theme across all my social media platforms. And a few weeks ago, I wrote about why it's okay to be spiritual but not religious. And that theme was so popular that it was the catalyst for several videos that have gone viral, as well as my inbox being literally flooded with people who have questions and who are hurting. But what the response to the spiritual but not religious journey shows me is that many of you have questions, you're looking for direction. So today is a continuation of that discussion. And so we'll discuss why people leave church. We'll also touch about religious trauma And we'll also discuss a little about what it means to be on the spiritual but not religious path. And I always like to remind you that I do not paint church experiences with a broad brushstroke. I'll always remind you that there are very good churches and there are loving and kind people within those churches even today. Even in my own church experiences, I have loving memories and still have many friends who go to church. I do not reject the entirety of the church experience, even with what I experienced and what some of my clients and followers have experienced. The church simply was not holding my spirituality and you compound that with my religious trauma from some of the things that happened while I was in church. God called me out to discover God in world religions and outside of religion as well. And here's the other thing that I will not do. I will not advise you on whether you should or shouldn't leave your religion. Now, of course, if there's serious physical or, or psychological abuse, you should absolutely take action. But that is not a part of my ministry. The decision to leave religion, well, that exists between you and God. But you should not make this alone. It's not done in a bubble. You need to seek wise counsel. Use spiritual and emotional discernment. So if you are considering leaving, maybe you have had conversations with the church leaders, or maybe you haven't because you've already witnessed uh, how that is going to go down with them. You've witnessed how they handle conflict. And that might be one of the catalysts for your concern about whether or not you're going to stay. So if you've also maybe have witnessed how people have questioned leadership or questioned theology or what you consider hypocrisy, why one person is called out about their behavior and another person just seems to skate on by. I know in my own personal situation, those kinds of experiences were not handled uh, well throughout my church experience. And there always came a point where if I was questioning leadership's decision, and it wasn't so much a challenge as it was that I wanted to understand, or what I considered wobbly theology, something that just didn't make sense because it it just didn't have application to me in the Bible, I was told 
it was always turned back on me that I had a great offense on my heart or I had a doubter's mind or I needed to stop questioning God and I never got an answer. So looking back, even though that was an extremely frustrating time for me and I felt betrayed and unheard by church leadership, I now know that there was nothing that they could have said to me. In retrospect, I know I have been leaving church since I was six years old. Now, I wish someone had encouraged me to explore my spirituality in the ways in which I finally did. I don't think church should be afraid to allow people to leave. That should not be intimidating to them because if we're, if we're loving people and we're nurturing and we're caring for them, the chances of them remembering that and wanting to be a part of it again are very, very high. So back to your decision, if you're, if you're contemplating trying to leave religion, you do need to seek wise counsel. And you might find that wise counsel in someone who has left church, someone that you trust in books that you can read, or maybe thank God on, with online forums like this and what's happening with digital technology, you certainly are able to connect across any country, any place, any time. So keep looking for that kind of discernment and of course spend time in prayer. So moving on to what needs to happen next. So let's say that you have made the decision to leave religion and now you're out here, my dear. I'm going to be honest with you. This is where it can get shaky. You are now in the proverbial wilderness. Now, at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. This was his sacred time to focus on what he was called here to do and to resist temptation. And that story should inspire us to become grounded in our spirituality because that's exactly what Jesus was doing. Now, I know you and I are not Jesus, and more than likely, you're not going to be spending 40 days alone in the desert. But there is contemplation and introspection with that story, because this season of wilderness that you may be in is a critical time. You may feel like you're floundering, but at the same time, this is where we can plant our feet in true sacred wisdom. And the last thing we need to do is put a timeline on it. Because if we do that, we run the risk of repeating the exact same behavior in the first place. We're actually putting our spirituality in the hands of others. And we may overlook things that aren't going to feed your soul. And then well, guess what? We're going to end right back up in the wilderness again and questioning more, and doubting more, and feeling more alone and less connected to God. So if we embrace the fact that this is going to feel lonely, and this is the first step of detangling your spirituality from your religious heritage, then this can be a sacred season instead of a scary season. Yes, it can feel unsteady, it's almost like a paradox or a dichotomy because you feel unsteady, unsure, disconnected. But for me, there was also peace. 
Now, how is that possible? Some of the hardest challenges come when you realize that there will be people in your life who will no longer associate with you. So now you're starting to also feel that you don't know where you're going, but you're also permanently leaving some of what you left behind. I know now, not all of us, but some of us have lost friends, we've lost family, um, some people lost clients and or a job. And I think it's important here to pause for a minute and expand on this because many people inside the LGBTQ community know exactly what I'm talking about here. Because many of them, not all, but many of them have a similar experience where when they want to come out as their authentic selves, but they can't because they're reliant on parents or life partners or even if their job is at, at stake, you want to come out, but you could be run the risk of being rejected or be fired or kicked out. And one of the, so what we'll say when we're offering support to those people is you certainly want to come out when it is safe. And that applies to people who are also considering leaving religion. You are doing so because you are, we're assuming here during this conversation that you are independent, you have a safe home, you have a financial safety net that allows you to make this decision to leave religion. And if not, this is not the time to be declaring beliefs that could be extremely detrimental to you. No one wants that for you. Because while we will be discussing religious trauma and judgment and exclusion and persecution within church, I want to stay here just a moment longer with the LGBTQ community because out of all the humans who have experienced religious trauma, this group has been one of the most attacked in this time of our history. Now, in the, ta uh, in the past, of course, it has been women. It has been enslaved humans when people quoted scripture to justify slavery and believed it validated the existence of slavery in our country. But the attacks on the LGBTQ uh, community has, it's definitely skewed within religion because even if you consider being gay a sin, uh, which it isn't, the attacks on LGBTQ humans is out of proportion to the way Christians attack other sins. And I'm putting sins in quotation marks here because um, with all due respect, there is no explanation for this type of behavior except homophobia. So this is where someone might say that they're lovingly calling out a sin, but it is not loving, not what I'm seeing, not the words that I'm seeing spewed at people and the hatred I'm seeing. There, there's no way you can call this loving. So. What happens is people hold on to five or six verses that are completely taken out of context and they hyper focus on these verses. And I know right now that I'm going to get viciously attacked for these beliefs um, because I, I see it happening all the time. And I'm certainly not saying this right now to change your mind. I'm reaching out to talk to those people who want to heal from this religious trauma. And remember, the name of this podcast is Spirituality Matters. And this session is about leaving church and finding God. So I want them to feel safe here, to feel seen and feel loved, and we understand what they have experienced. And I'm also sharing that for people who have left religion and are also feeling attacked. This is real, hurtful, painful rejection. 
This is real, hurtful, painful exclusion. Now recently I did have one person contact me and she was pretty upset with some of the things that I had said. And she said, why can't we just believe what we want to believe and all the rest of you just leave us alone? And to that I responded to her. I said, my dear, you can believe what you want and you can keep it in your church and you can keep it in your homes. But when it starts to influence government policies and when it influences education and when it marginalizes a group, a whole group of humans and denies them basic human rights, then we, my dear, have a problem. So, okay, that was kind of a little soapbox moment and I kind of happened to do that, but hey, that's what ministers do. We get off on, on tangents. But in future episodes, we'll be talking more about being gay and, and Christian and desire to be connected to God. Because you can because it, it has always been available to you, whether you are in a church, whether you sit outside of church, whether you're gay, whether you're not gay. My dear God doesn't make mistakes. But just because it may be safe for you does not mean that it's, e it's going to be easy to leave religion. So back to what I was saying earlier, you may need to be prepared to lose family, friends, colleagues, clients. You really don't know what the trickle town could be. People take their religious beliefs very seriously. And it is often aligned with their cultural and societal and political values. And we're certainly seeing this play out right now in America. So they will go to, to extremes in calling you out. I certainly have had it. I found out that when I left one of my churches, one of the pastors actually wrote letters to my family and area pastors about me as if I was some kind of toxic threat to my community that they needed to be forewarned. And they shared some intimate things that I had shared about me that certainly no pastor should ever break any kind of moral or spiritual or ethical code to share. And I'm going to tell you what this is. This is classical, classic narcissistic abusive behavior when you need to get ahead of a story. Now, at that time, I had no intention to share my story. And I can tell you that needless to say, this did not go very well and my entire family ended up leaving that church. So now let's talk about the emotional impact of leaving religion. The first stage of leaving is probably going to be a floodgate of emotions from anger, hurt, bitterness, heart, heartache, you name it, because you are literally losing a part of your heritage and it does make your footing very unsteady. But hear this, and this is a big one. Just like with any other relationship, this is where the healing begins. Yes, indeed, you could be grieving. There's real sorrow around this. And when we accept this as such, we are able to begin to put elements of healing around that pain. Now, it's also important to pause here a minute and recognize that there may be re many reasons that you're living church. It may not have anything to do with religious trauma or hypocrisy or anything like that. You may be living because, leaving because you just simply have doubts or you are frustrated because there's little support for social justice movements inside your church or you just really just have no desire 
to go anymore, there's still going to be some detangling that needs to happen. And this is where it begins. This is where my ministry begins. Because even though some people reconcile their spiritual path and return to church, many do not, as I did. I didn't. And we know the statistics prove. Um, there is a recent Gallup poll in 2019 that shows that even though church membership was really high between the 30s and the 70s, we have been steadily declining. In the past 20 years, we've seen one of the significant drop-offs of people who don't attend church and an increase in how many people identify as part of the spiritual but not religious category. So, and some of you have, may never have experienced spirituality inside of church or even outside of church. So that is even going to make this disconnection um, even more uh, palpable if you have don't really understand what spirituality means. The, the religion has held that container for you and you're not understanding what it means to really be on a spiritual path to connect to God because it was always coming at you from the pulpit. So if that's you, this might be a good place to simply pause and ask these questions. And these might be some questions for you to just journal. So this is a, a way to expand your spiritual practice. How would you describe your spirituality? How has leaving church impacted your spirituality? Do you consider your spirituality stagnant or is it vibrant? Are you still searching? Are you doubting? And let me just say, say right now, there are no right answers to this. And your answers could be fluid. You could answer these now. And six months from now, those answers will look markedly different than the way you answer them today. But those could be good benchmark questions just to ask yourself about how, how is your spiritual life going? But just like our self-care of the body, our spiritual care of the soul, and our connection to God will change over time. What I want to help you with is finding what works for you because there are many ways to connect to God and be in community with like-minded people on your spiritual path. So another reason that people are searching for a stronger spirituality may have nothing to do with religion. I've actually been amazed at the number of people who say they've never been associated with religion, they don't consider themselves religious, and they are desiring human connection and a deeper understanding of what it means to connect with God. And I think that, that comes from a place where I have always been in church. I've always been associated with Christianity and then world religions. So I really didn't understand how many people did not have a church connection. And I think one of the reasons that's happening now that people are wanting to explore spirituality is because where we are right now in the world, this is just a unusual times. I don't think there's anybody living who is still might remember the Spanish flu. So how many of us have lived through a pandemic are very, very few. And one that has been so divisive that actually mirrors the divisiveness that's happening in our country here in America. There is no normal right now. And quite frankly, I'm not sure we're ever going back to normal. There were things that we needed to leave behind anyway. But what is clear is that many people desire to find a spiritual path to God outside of organized religion. And my ministry is here to give them a spiritual path to God. 
But let me remind you here that that spiritual path to God was never severed. You may not feel it. You may not know it. You may not even find comfort in it right now. Yet, I'm just asking you to believe it. Because it is coming. That spiritual path will bring you to a place and peace that surpasses all understanding and is available to you in a beautifully intimate and sacred way. Trust this journey because this is the first step to finding God right where you are. Believe that God is here and is as close as your next breath. Now, blessed be and amen. Now, earlier this in the podcast, I mentioned reading some books for discernment on your spirituality. At my website at RevCarla.com, I have a PDF that lists my recommended books, and we'll be adding to that over time. So please go there and visit that to find my recommendations. And you'll also find some other resources that I have listed there. And at the end of each of my podcasts, I'll be answering a question. And so the question that I'm going to answer today is the one that is absolutely the number one question that I get. And that is this. Am I going to hell if I am gay? Now, I may have to answer this quite often, and I'm prepared to do that if it will help soothe your soul. Because, dear ones, you are not going to hell for being gay. You are divinely loved, and you are divinely made. Let me quote one of this age's patron saint, Lady Gaga. I'm beautiful in my way because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Now, I know that there will be some clobber verses that might be thrown at you. We're not going to go over them today. We've already gone through a lot of information this podcast, so we're not going to do that today. But I just want you to remember that you are divinely made and divinely loved, and you are not a mistake. Okay, dear ones, I am so honored to be in this space with you, and I pray that you received something here today. I know I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace. Be at peace. Be the peace. Go in love, may you be loved, and may you give love. Go and know that others are on this journey with you. You are not alone, and you are loved. And blessings for your week. Bye for now. If you like what you heard today, be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. To submit questions to Rev Carla, email us at spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. Follow at Rev Carla on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Check out her blog posts on revcarla.com and go ahead and sign up for email alerts while you're there so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.